three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, when you click it? I just did. Well, I did. But ah, Joe Rogan only starts and counts it. You know, so it sounds better when I start. Oh, gosh. And we're live. <laughs> and we're live. All right. Back at it again. Stand on track. This is the Performance Academy podcast with Zach Rowe. And Josh Rice. And Josh Rice. Well, mm-hmm. eating some food in the intro. Almost right. done. Don't worry. I did it last week, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're back at it again. Um, let me pull my notes here. Where do we start today? Um, I get, Well, I guess we'll just do what we always do. We'll talk about our, our fitness stuff going on right now currently. Um, you kick it off, Josh. All right. Well, my fitness goals has completely changed. Um <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm so, no, no longer no. pursuing a route that I was pursuing, so that means that my uh, training changes as a result. So now I'm going to do four days of lifting and at least five days of jiu-jitsu, I think, now. So what are your, what are your new goals now that you're not doing the Navy? Um, put on a little bit of size, really. That's it. That's it? Yeah. For the most part, yeah. That's the short-term, like long-term. Mm-hmm. I know you talked about competing in jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. prior to like the Navy stuff. Mm-hmm. So is that back on the table? or? Like... Yeah, I'm going to get back on track with that. Um, yeah, just focus on competing. It'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, I think I'll do well in competition because I'm feeling really good. And I mean, for my body weight, too, I compare myself to others at like my same level in my body weight. Like, I feel pretty good about myself. How much you weigh right now? Mm, 164, maybe 165. I don't gotcha. know. I was having a hard time getting back up to 165 after COVID. I was staying once. I would hit 160 occasionally, but I'm in that ballpark right now. So, but yeah, I'm around there. Um, yeah, just gonna focus on uh, jujitsu, I guess. Um, but I think I'll do well in competition because my coach can't really promote me since he's not my coach. Since my yeah, my, my real coach is at my own gym, but my gym got burnt down, so I'm training at a different uh, tenth planet right now. So like, it is kind of out of it's kind of out of place for like, a different coach to promote me when I'm. Only training there temporarily, you know. So needless to say, it's almost like I'm going to be sandbagging competitions. Uh, this would be like, yeah, I'm kind of like a blue belt. But so, well, how, like how, belt. yeah, how how much longer do you expect to be like training there versus going back to no, Long Beach? No, there's been no word of uh, Long so Beach. Then, so then, how does that work if you want to promote and you're like ready for that? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, hey, can I just be a full time student here? And like, how does that? Work? Well, I mean, if I wanted to be a full time student there, I could be, but I still feel that's that's all your that's the only place you're training, right? So like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of just what it is. Yeah, right but now. the idea is that I'm supposed to go back to my own tenth planet, and like, I, I don't know if they know each other, like. Directly, but it's kind of like a thing. Like you don't like it's not. Respect. He, he's not like I'm not his like own student. Like I'm training under him, and he's my coach now. So I get why he doesn't want to. You know, I mean, I like him as as my coach, but sure. You know, he's not my house, or my home coach. I guess you could say. But if there's like no plans of really ever like going back, like I don't know. I mean, there is a plan to go back. It's just it's not unsure of when. At least that's what it is right now. But I don't mind it because like like the belts really doesn't matter. It's like it's about your skill set. Yeah, just and, getting the knowledge. Yeah, it's kind of nice because like I don't want to be like. A blue belt who does not doesn't deserve it, you know. Sure. And I also don't want to be a blue belt who just when you get your blue belt, like you're still trying to swim away from the white belts. Like you're scared to get tapped by a white belt, you know. Sure. So if I can be like a killer white belt and I get my blue, it's not like I'm like right there hovering just above the white belts. Hopefully I'll be like a little bit higher up than them so I can keep them at bay. Sure. You know, because like it's just ego, but like you don't want to get your blue belt and then fuck the white belt, like a white belt caught me. Sure. And the day before I was a white belt catch and they caught me, so it's kind of okay, you know. Yeah, like you want to, you know, maintain that, that uh, power, I guess, in hierarchy, you know. Or, For sure. But yeah, so that's just kind of where I'm at. So um, like, like, like in chess, I'm getting into chess lately. There's like an elo system, which is kind of like the belt ranking system, and 
for like every 400 points up. So I'm like I'm like a nine nine hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. If someone was like four hundred points above Elo than me, so thirteen fifty, there's like a ten times percent, ten times more likely that they'll beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like eight hundred points is like like uh, what would it be? If you're there ten times, then it'd be a hundred times and so on. So what do you know? Like kind of that that ratio of like if you're a blue belt, you should be able to beat a white belt. Like I mean, like a blue belt, a blue belt is like you're still. You could still get caught by like a high level white belt, you know, but like yeah, but you should be beating white belts pretty much most of the time. Yeah, so especially the guys who are coming in, like you, you know enough to know know how the game really works. Sure, you know, like you know, like the the fundamentals of jujitsu. You know the game. You have a little bit of stuff that of you know moves and positions that you really kind of like and whatnot, and you're starting to find your stuff a little bit. But like you're still getting smashed by like the advanced belts. Yeah, you know, cause you're still small, but you're. You've got that colored belt now, you know, you're really kind of in the game then. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, it's just about like, so it's all my uh, lifts and whatnot are all compound movements for the most part. Like, there's no like accessory, like tricep or bicep stuff. I do have some like shoulder stuff, and I write that off as compound because why not? You know, uh, one because it looks good, but the the uh, hit some lateral raises in there, you hit the hit the shoulders and hit the uh, the traps a little bit. So boom, there it is, compound. You know. <laughs> Um, sure. But yeah, so it's that's pretty much it. It's all compound movements, um, and kind of focusing on my chest and I think my quads or my glutes. I'm not sure which one I'm gonna do, but yeah, just hitting a little bit of volume on those two body parts in particular. And so yeah. I'm trying to hit every muscle group like two times a week. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm doing a I'm doing a lower upper lower upper split. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's cool. So yeah, it looks cool. And then I'm just gonna. Feed it, feed it enough, and that's. I, should, I think I should be good. Yeah, nothing too crazy. And that'll give me a good base to either if I want to get into some power training. I already decided like I want to get back on like a bodybuilding thing for fun or whatever I want to do. You know, that'll yeah. Get a good base. I'm gonna start taking creatine again. I actually forgot to do that today, but I'm gonna get back Jeez. on that. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Nice, nice. All right. Um, for me, fitness related. Um, it's just same old, same old. Uh, still just kind of lifting right now, kind of prepping for the triathlon. Um, got that still going on May 16th. So I still got a couple, uh, yeah, like a month and a half and just kind of lifting. What I'm doing though is, um, I've turned into a disciple of Greg Doucette. If you're unfamiliar, he's a IFBB pro bodybuilder, but he's such an interesting guy. He's when I get older, I want to be Greg Doucette, honest <laughs> to God. Like, he's very a very interesting guy. Like, um, uh, master's in kinesiology. You know, he's been a bodybuilder, a world record powerlifter. He also did triathlons when he was younger. Um, he's cycles, you know. Mm-hmm. And these are all kind of things I'm interested in. Not as much powerlifting, but things I'm interested in and want to do and whatnot. And it's really cool because he, he, like... He very often says that he's a kinesiologist, which mm-hmm. is like, it's unique because you don't really hear people say that a lot, yeah. you know? And um, we can get more to that I know, later. we should both start saying that more often. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up to you. Like, um, we, we can get to that a little bit later. But, um, that way you can kind of like brand yourself too. At least be like, convince everyone else. Like, oh, you're yeah, like, yeah, because it means more than a trainer, you yeah. know, which we talked about. That's talk the thing about. too. Like, I feel like, so like, that's why I'm so disinterested with training. It's like, I know too much to just be like a... 24-hour fitness, like, gym bro trainer. Yeah, exactly. We've talked about that before. We can talk about that more. But Greg Doucette, um, 
he's a bodybuilder, but he he does cardio every day. Like, you know, most bodybuilders or, you know, powerlifters, whatever, they don't they don't really do cardio, you know, or they do some bullshit cardio. And because um, I think they're, it's going to kill their gains, this, that, and the other. But what um, what I what, what I have been doing is four days of lifting. Yeah, four days of lifting, one hard cardio day while I cycle. I'll do like a two-hour ride, but I'm like getting after it. It's like, it's a hard workout. I'm burning around 1500 calories and then um and then one day of the week i'll play golf so that's mm -hmm. two that's six days a week and then like one day of just nothing rest day so um i'm kind of getting towards the end of this meso cycle i'm just gonna see it out and then i think i'm gonna switch it up a, a little bit i'm gonna add one more day of lifting cut out that two hour day of cardio because ultimately there's no point for me to be going that hard on the cardio since the triathlon's so far away what I'm going to shift towards is having five days a week of lifting my golf, which is just like an active recovery day, like low intensity cardio, like really low. And then um, split my, my cycling into like two or three days where I do like 45, 50 minutes, maybe even an hour of low intensity steady state where I'm not just trying to bomb up hills and like really break down the muscle because the high intensity cardio is what, what does that. And there's no point for me really to doing that. Are you thinking you like to build aerobic base and like for yeah, just recovery? Yeah, just like... keep my aerobic base, number one, because I think that's important. Number two is just to have a healthy heart, which Dragon Doucette talks about. It's the most important muscle, and I agree. Mm -hmm. And um, like at the beginning of quarantine, that was right after my like just straight hypertrophy training. That was all I was doing. wasn't doing any cardio, and I was so gassed like trying to run it was embarrassing like i was like what in the hell and um saturday is normally my cycle day i didn't cycle because it was raining instead i went and ran and i did like five miles like a real easy pace like 10 at 10 or 10 and a half minutes a mile whatever but just real just light you know and it was it was it was good it was like one of the best runs i had in my life that was the first time i ran since i did my triathlon um so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do more cycling, um, lists, low intensity, steady state, and break that two hours instead of one big session really really hard, breaking it like two or three, 45 to 50 minute sessions, and like he says, become a better butter burner, burn fat, and, um, see his, there's so much to even like get into right now. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Jesus Christ. All right, so like I had said before, I'm trying to gain, trying to bulk. But what he says, I don't know if you've heard him talk about this, there's no point in, in bulking because you're in a calorie surplus and you're gaining fat. You don't, you don't need to be in a calorie surplus to gain muscle. Be and I've kind of heard that before. I was like, I don't know, is that true? Is that not true? He's super adamant on it. And it makes sense because when you're in a calorie surplus, um, yeah, you're, you're, you, you can only have muscle protein synthesis so much you know and then that those extra calories is probably probably coming from carbs fat you don't turn that that's just energy that's not that's yeah. not protein to synthesize in the muscle it's just extra calories so then you're you're adding on fat say you're in like a 300 calorie surplus so three times seven it's 21 so that's rough almost a half a pound of muscle a half a pound of fat every week you're gaining on and then say you bulk, you do it for like two months, 
that's what, like eight pounds or four pounds? Yeah, four pounds, right? Uh, of fat, say, this is all hypothetical numbers, four pounds of fat, and then you haven't really gained that much more muscle than you would if you just were at maintenance and kept a high protein intake. Um, and then you have to cut down to get back down, right? And then you're going to do a lot more cardio and you're more likely to break down muscle while you're trying to burn that fat. So he's a proponent of just doing maintenance calories and keeping a really high protein intake, which you should see his cookbook. I got his cookbook, the anabolic cookbook. Every every single recipe in there has a shitload of protein. So you're just like, you're not, you're just, you're guaranteeing that protein intake. And all he's worried about, he's not worried, he doesn't care about the macros. He's just about getting that caloric intake, whatever your maintenance is thing there. Or if you want to cut, staying below that. But he talks about how he went back in the day when he was doing um, bodybuilding shows, he would be gaining muscle every year um, and be cutting for like a, a bodybuilding show. So he was in a calorie deficit, but he's keeping his protein intake high. So like back to that, those nitrogen levels, he doesn't really talk about nitrogen levels, but I think that's what's going on. He's keeping his nitrogen levels high, so he's never in a catabolic state. So you're maintaining that, that protein um, to build the muscles and then any extra protein it's just energy that's your body then what's that process um, when you turn protein into into glucose I forget the term for it but it's gluconeogenesis sure could be yeah, I, I might have made that just I just might have might have made, made that up but whatever the process is that extra calories you get from the protein your body's just going to turn it into uh, energy that's just gonna it's gonna burn like like fat or carbs. Yeah. So my whole thought process <clears throat> on how to go about this is changing, um, even from just a couple weeks ago, just watching him. Well, I'm just, just rambling here. What do you what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think that's why like rate of gain is so important. You know, because you can't be uh, eating too high of a caloric surplus because then you definitely are going to be you know um, gaining fat as well as muscles. So like you can't have too high of a caloric surplus. Um, like I think it's like it's you can have like a surplus of somewhere like from like anywhere from three to five hundred calories per day, and like that's still an acceptable range. At least that's what Mike Isertel says. Mm -hmm. But like I don't like it's kind of hard to see how like besides like a a new like a new um, trainee besides a new trainee like someone who has like some experience and someone who's natural for them to not in, to not eat at a, at a somewhat a caloric surplus and still build new tissue. Like I, like that's kind of, I think as long as the training stimulus is there and you're breaking down the muscle and you have the amino acids, the fat the fat and the carbohydrates they don't really do anything. It's just for energy. Like carbohydrates and fat, that's all, all you don't you don't need that for protein, muscle protein synthesis. You only use it for energy. Mm -hmm. So it, I mean it makes it makes sense to me. Like what you what what does adding that extra fat um it doesn't it doesn't benefit you all because you're gonna have to cut it down anyways. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you don't like you you gain at like a where you're not gaining fat where it's most like it's really is pre like predominantly like lean tissue, mm -hmm. like muscle. Like yeah. So like you have to like yeah. But his but he was saying his people want to build a ton of muscle really really quick and it takes a lot of time. He said like when he was still natural because he 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 did natural bodybuilding for a really long time and then popped. And then um, abused steroids really hard, and now he's off them. But now he takes HRT because he completely wrecked his endocrine system. Um, but oh 
shit. I thought this was going to stay on longer, damn it. Jeez. Te technical difficulties. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't get how so, you can build new tissue when you don't have the supply for it. Because the like, protein, would, that's all you need. That's would you not just stay at maintenance, though? Because you're not, like, you, you have the stimulus, but you don't have enough resources to build new tissue. You just need the protein. That's all you need. Like, so so as long as you're hitting at least one gram of protein per body weight, you're, you're going to be good. And like I said, all of his stuff is way, way higher. He says he doesn't give a fuck about protein. He doesn't even count it because he knows he's getting protein. Like, have you seen the anabolic French toast? No, but I know, I know Jay. I've started drink, eating, I swear to God, I've started eating uh, popcorn, and I'm going to make anabolic French toast uh, hopefully tomorrow. I know Jaden makes uh, anabolic French toast. Yeah? He posted on my story. I need to talk to him about it. I'm going to make a whole YouTube video about it. But um, let me show you this. It's fucking insane. Because um, this, this French toast has more than protein than what I've been eating. <laughs> With two eggs and bacon and whatnot. Where is this? Um... More anabolic. Yes, yeah. it's such a good. Harder than the last time is the best catchphrase ever, and then he just applies it to so many other things. Like yeah, more, yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, his um, whole comment section, his videos, oh my, like, it's, it's so all me. I mean, I don't. I like those. Yeah, I love his like comment section too. Okay, so, so um, funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. So the ingredients for this, it's super fucking simple. It's um three fourths cup of egg whites. Two slices of regular ass bread, which he says regular ass bread is just white bread. Try and shoot for 80 calories a slice, but if you can only get like 100 calories a slice bread, whatever. Um, and then two packets of sweetener, so like artificial sweetener. He says do whatever. A lot of people say, oh, you're going to eat cancer, this, that, and the other. There's no evidence to support yeah. that. Yeah. And then cinnamon just for taste or whatever. Um, no calories. And then um, one tea. Is that teaspoon? Uh -oh. I think that's that <laughs> of vanilla extract. Again, just flavor, no calories. And then cooking spray so you can get the shit off. And then you know, he even does low-calorie syrup, um, this Walton Farm syrup, which I think I ordered. Um, you ordered the syrup? Yeah, and then I ordered I ordered a bunch of these sweetener packs. Um, I forget which one. Let me go to my Amazon. I swear to God, I if he started a cult, I would join it. I mean, I um, wanted those, those, or those French toast since I saw it. I was like, I need to... But how many, it, what, well, yeah, how many grams of protein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me show you. So and how many uh, calories is it? So it's um, that's one serving. What I just explained, and one serving is, yeah, two 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 pieces of French toast basically, right? And that's two hundred seventy calories, extremely low. Yeah, well, I need high. And, and then carbs, thirty grams, one gram of fat, which is insane, and then six grams of fiber, which I'm all in on the fiber. I used to be like, who gives a fuck about fiber? But he's convinced me. And then twenty eight grams of protein. So then I was like, wait, how much? How much? How many grams of protein? Uh, pro in um. Uh, in bacon. See, I can already, I already Google search this. One slice cooked piece of bacon is three grams, and I usually eat three, so that's nine. And then how much is in an egg? Protein in eggs. Um, six grams of protein a piece. Uh, a piece, right? Pretty good, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's good. Um, so twelve, and then what I say before nine, so that's uh, twenty one. So I mean, roughly twenty one grams of protein in my in my bacon egg and cheese sandwich, and this shit has twenty eight, and it has way less fat. I I couldn't even tell you how much fat. Well, it's like around thirty, 
Because um, for my okay, hold on, real quick. Why are you all in on this this fiber? Because another thing that I picked up from this lecture that I've heard before, like if you're trying to, well, this is kind of like two different schools of thought. I get, I'm getting. It seems like here, but if you're like, if you're consuming a lot of fiber, then that like that makes it hard to consume a lot of food as well. Yeah. So, but what I'm thinking now is I don't have to be eating as much food. I just really need to focus my protein protein intake, stay at maintenance, so I'm not getting fat. And then um, feel satiated. Because the problem is, even though I'm eating all this food, it's, it's high-calorie-dense high food, which is like a term you learn about in nutrition and then you forget about. I didn't think about high-calorie-dense foods and low-calorie-dense foods until, until Greg Doucette said it. People eat too high of calorie-dense foods. Um, like, for example, someone who's trying to diet, what, what they usually try and do is they, try, they eat too many high-calorie-dense foods and then they want to lose weight, so they think they need to starve themselves, or not starve themselves, but eat less. So they don't change the diet at all. They just eat less, and then it has no satiety in it. You're eating a lot of carbs yeah. and fat, which aren't or aren't satiating. And then you feel uncomfortable, you feel hungry, and you're like, fuck. Because you're not eating any fruits, any, any vegetables that have any popcorn that has any fiber. You're not probably not eating enough protein, um, which is also very satiating. Kind of why keto works, really. Because the whole ketosis thing, like, that doesn't, like, yeah. that happens, but, like, that's not, like, the real benefit. Well, the problem also with keto is 90% of people that do keto aren't even in ketosis. Yeah, but, like, I'm saying, like, the benefit of, like, keto is it just gives you, like, it, it, it's still, like, um, it's still it's still controlling your calories. You know, it's just, like, it's cutting your calories, right? And it's just, yeah. like, you're getting satiated because of all the protein. You yeah. You that full, that you feel full. Yeah. So it's not, like, there's something special about keto. It's just another way to, um manage like your calorie intake but the problem is you're cutting out a whole macronutrient but yeah which i'm not a fan of that but i'm saying like why it works because some people think it's like magic or something like that no it's all about calories in calories out which is something i know i i, I know that yeah. I, I just preach that to my clients but then i follow i follow the rp diet and i'm trying to count these macros i'm like wait i know this is fucking stupid i know it's about all about calories in calories out yeah but so, if you count those macros like those macros will like like yeah, I, but they fit your calorie but needs. But your distribution of macronutrients, it's irrelevant, in my personal opinion. Because mm. cause you, the most important one is protein, right? Uh, yes, yes. Right? So I can still say carbs are extremely important. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, for sure. No. But here, let me, let me break down the macronutrients. Your macronutri macronutrient distribution really doesn't matter. Because, like, you need one gram of protein per body weight. For muscle protein synthesis, um, and not 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 even quite that much. Point eight is like is it? Yeah, it depends on what you do, right? I, I think it's like off the top of my head, it's like point eight to one point three or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. and it depends if you're resistance training or you're an athlete. Uh, different or, types of athletes, endurance. Yeah, all, but yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just make it simple. Just one gram per body weight, whatever. Okay. And you need that for your muscle protein synthesis. If you're following this and you're just eating a lot of anabolic food, you're gonna hit that. And then um, anything extra than that. It's, it's, it's fine because it's only four calories a gram and you're just going to convert that into, into energy. Like I think I said before we started, um, talking because your body predominantly wants to burn carbohydrates and fats as fuel. But if you have an excess of, if you say you don't eat a lot of, of fat, you're, you, you, um, you burn through carbohydrates first because it's protein sparing, right? So it's going to burn through your glycogen storages and then any kind of extra protein you intake. It's going to convert into glucose, and then you're going to burn that for fuel. Mm -hmm. 
And then, um, fat is just, it's, it's just, people eat too much fat, really, is, is the problem, is, is, um, things are loaded with fat, and fat is nine grams per, or five, nine calories per gram, and you, you can, I mean, it's super easy, like, like I said last time, I was always hitting my fat intake. That's like, I wasn't in the past, though, but yeah. Okay, so maybe I just have a shittier diet, but, um, I was constantly hitting my fat intake, and I'm trying to restrict fat, but I wasn't doing the proper ways, I was, I was, like, instead of, um, eating, like, whole egg, instead of eating egg whites, I was eating whole eggs. But you could cut out a ton of fat, but just cutting out, and then just, you have all protein and, and, and yeah. egg whites, right? And so, dude, I'm rambling, I don't even know what my point was at this point, but, um, uh, the, <laughs> the, um, the, the distribution of macronutrients doesn't matter, it's just about your total calorie intake. So, um, but, but the thing is, with fat, it's more challenging, because it's not as satiating. So if you eat a lot of fat, you're gonna, you're gonna feel more hungry at the end of the day, and then you're gonna need to eat more food, and then you're gonna go about your calorie intake that you need. But if you eat more protein, which is satiating, and then you eat more fruits and vegetables and popcorn, because it's got more fiber, you're gonna feel satiated and feel full. Does that make sense? I get what you're getting at. Like for me, and then I don't think being on a calorie in surplus is is means anything. See, I tend to agree, like more so, I guess, on this this side with like what uh, Dr. Mike and RP puts out, whereas like they, like the, they kind of say like calories in, like total calories is 50% of, like they'll give you 50% of the results. You'll get 30% more, so you'll get 80% of the results if you count count your macros. Yeah. And the other 20% come from different combinations of timing, supplements, and like a few other small, like hydration, like all are smaller parts. But so if you, if you count calories and macros, then you'll get like 80% of the results. And I, I like for like performance, I think like that. Like, I think that's definitely true because like you need to have make sure you have like the right amount of protein to like so you're not losing uh, muscle if you're if you're losing weight like you're, so you're sparing the, the muscle you already have and also if you're doing like a lot of like high intensity work you need to make sure you have enough carbohydrates to like, to support that because um, mm -hmm. I don't think like I think it'd be extremely hard to eat enough protein to synthesize into like, glucose or whatever the technical term is or convert into. Yeah. Like you like it's gonna be you can't eat that but, much but, protein that'll support a high intensity like continual workouts as if you like you also eat, you know, the right amount of carbs as well. Well he, he's not a, saying like don't eat carbs, like he has like this 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 anabolic French toast that's thirty grams of carbohydrates. That's you know, it's a good amount. Yeah, um, no that is. But I just think like the whole like not counting or like saying macros are irrelevant or irrelevant, like I don't think that's like I don't think it's true. I think macros are important. But I think the total like Calories is the most important. 100%. I think macros, like especially when you're getting into performance or like what your specific goal is, like it also definitely has like a, a pretty strong, like, like they say 30%, but like I, I can see how that works. Like it does have a pretty vital role, I think. I think he's talking purely by body composition as opposed to you're thinking like performing. Mm -hmm. You know, you need the glyc that glycogen storages to pull from to be explosive, this, that, and the other. I think he's looks at it from a different perspective because obviously he's dieted his whole life. He's been a bodybuilder. He's done like, 60 something shows um i think he says purely for body composition is your calories in calories out the law of thermogenic uh thermodynamics mm -hmm. yeah which which you know we've learned about and um it's weird i just kind of just like disregard that but that's that's what it is that's okay, the most so, important thing okay so i'm building on top of it so i think okay yes that's true and I think like that for most of the population, I think that like if he says he's kind of for most of the population, that's why he just was trained harder than last time. 
Like I agree with that, but if you want to optimize things, then I think it's your. I mean, because it is still the most important calories in, calories out. But like to optimize things, like it helps to have the right macronutrients for whatever you're, whatever you're trying to do. Like I was, while I was explaining that, I was about to, I kind of lost what the real point was going to be. But I think <laughs> that like the macronutrients are still like it's just like a further optimization or like like the, getting down to the minutia is just a more optimal way of doing things if you're if you're really serious about it. Like you can, you can do the cold calories in, calories out, and that works. But like to to track the macros is like. The, what the more serious person should do. All right. Yeah. So I mean, like for most most sports, instead of like unless you're doing, well, I say for just about every sport. Well, man, okay. Let's because let's set the frames. Imagine it's a sport at what level? Recreational versus professional versus like how like how serious are you? You know. How does that? What does it mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Like. Like a professional athlete, like you could say, like they probably should have like a nutritionist or something. Like they, they should be on top of their game because like yeah. all those small, all those small percentage benefits they're gonna get out of having an optimal nutrition, over time really can make a difference in performance throughout their career and their sport. Yeah, and, like that's when like those small details really matters when you're. But like what de- what details exactly? Like the like macros, mac nutrient timing, all that small I'd say, stuff. I say for for them, the most important would be for like micronutrients, is like getting all your proper. Vitamins, minerals, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're eating based upon uh, Doucette, you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, which are more micronutrient dense. Um, and you know you're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get all those from that. Interesting, like point to this because I also got from the talk I was listening to today. If you're trying to gain weight and you're eat, so you're eating like lots of food, like so with this school of thought, like you're eating in a caloric surplus, right? So your intake of food is so great that you're getting micronutrients from the pure volume of food. Because it doesn't have to need sure. it doesn't need to be all um, so vitamin like what's the other term vitamin dense or uh, um, not cl- micronutrient micronutrient yeah it doesn't, yeah it doesn't need to be yeah I don't know like, if we put an exact term to that before there's a term for that yeah but like in, the opposite of like a high caloric food which is generally like not low, low dense low calorie dense food yeah it's most likely going to be micronutrients yes yes exactly but so like when you're eating so much like say like white rice and like chicken like just the volume of it because of like all the volume in it like you're going to get enough micronutrients for your health that you need sure because like there is micronutrients in that food it's just not as available i don't know if it's bioavailable but like fruits and whatever have like is the best right yeah. to, to consume those uh, or to get those micronutrients but just because you're eating so much volume of food you're getting adequate amounts of micronutrients but I mean, not to yeah. say you shouldn't also have fruits and vegetables, but if you're having a hard time eating or getting enough calories in your body, like you need to start eating more, you know, calorie dense food and not the stuff full of fiber and whatnot too. Sure, which fills you up. Sure. But like that point that I'm kind of getting hung up on is the fact that he says that like you don't need to be in a caloric surplus to build new tissue. You you, you should just li- you should listen to uh, his um video about it. I will. Because cause, um, he was training this bodybuilder that um, IFBB pro, huge dude. He stopped working with him. He was like, oh, I don't think Greg is the guy to take me to the next level is it of that growth. Was it, what dude was it? I can't remember either of their names. But it was a podcast, three guys. Um, and there was this really prominent bodybuilder. He's like, he's retarded for saying you can't build muscle. Or you, ha- you don't want to be in a caloric surplus to build muscle. He said that's retarded. Like you have to be. Um, Wait. And who said what? <laughs> the sorry the um the body. So there was 
one guy he wasn't really talking that much. There's a prominent bodybuilder, and then the guy on the bottom was this this bodybuilder that. So Greg, Greg was that wasn't Greg, it. No, Greg wasn't it, but he was responding to it. Oh. And Greg was um trained the guy in the bottom. Mm-hmm. He but that guy said I don't think I trained with he trained with him like three years. He was like I I stopped working with him because I didn't think he was the guy to take me to that next level of growth and build muscle. Mm-hmm. Guy in the top right was like ah oh, shit. Alright, fix this. Technical difficulties. Dang, nabbit. Be back in a second. Alright. And uh, the guy in the top right, he was like, uh, his his theory on, um, you don't have to be in a caloric surplus to build muscles retarded. You, you need to, like, that's how you do it. <clears throat> and I can't remember all the nuances of Greg's position, but he was like, no you don't. Like, there's no scientific research that shows you have to be in a caloric surplus. Um... You're just gonna build more fat and then have to cut it again. And well, that's, okay, but that's really on tough that, for a bodybuilder. On that, but that'd be if your rate of gain was too high. Like, what if you're, you're like your, ex- yeah. well, no matter what what caloric surplus you're in, you're gonna gain fat, and you don't want that. You can gain minimal fat though, but you don't want to gain any fat. Like, why why gain fat? Like, it's not beneficial, really. So he's talking about hundred percent just muscle. Just maintain maintenance. And just, you're going to slowly, if you're getting the training stimulus and you're going to get the protein, like if you follow this, you're going to get the protein. It's going to be slow, but you're going to gain steady progress. This is a point I forgot to make at the beginning. He, he was a natural bodybuilder for a long period of time. He said he'd gain like four or five pounds of muscle every year. And he would, he would be at maintenance or cutting throughout the whole year because he did bodybuilding shows constantly. And he would be gaining four or five mus- pounds of muscle Every year. And that, that was when he was natural, before he even started taking steroids. <clears throat> and that's all based upon your genetics. Some people, you know, he talks about uh, some Sumoto types or whatever. Oh, dude, I got to log into this class. <laughs> somatotypes? Yeah, somatotypes. Um, here, just keep talking. <laughs> right I, need, I need to figure out where this link is. Because um, I remember, because, uh, you know. Talk Jeff, about somatotypes. Je- well, Jeff Depper does, you know, like. These videos are pretty good too. Although I haven't watched one in a while, but like he does, like he cites research and whatnot too. And I've seen, like, I think I've seen him talking about like building muscle as long as protein's high enough. But like, it still seems like the common, like, the, the common rule or common law is like you, you still need a caloric surplus to build new tissue. Like, it's kind of hard to imagine. You're like, like yes, you have the stimulus, but you don't have like the resources to. All you need is the protein. If you if you're eating through his cookbook, you're gonna have enough protein. I know it's all about the amino acids, right? But I'm still saying like That's, you can, you could get the protein, but like I still think they're, they're gonna be at a caloric surplus even if they're not counting their calories. Wait a second. Like like he's saying like just eat this stuff, you know? Well, okay. no count. He says count calories. That's the most important thing. I don't know. And then don't even work, like eat your. Eat, eat from that cookbook, you're going to get enough protein. It's, like, it's guaranteed. Like, I think he actually showed a study. Like Most people in the U.S. don't really have to worry about protein intake. They're going to get the amount. I think before, earlier I said, oh, they're probably not, people aren't probably eating enough protein. They're not eating enough fiber, really. Most people are eating enough protein. Just because from American foods, like hamburgers, bullshit, chicken, whatever, most people are going to get enough protein, you know? Um, it's just eating too much fat and not eating enough fiber. So they're not feeling satiated, and they're eating a lot of calories and fat, and then that's how people get fat. I mean, like two thirds of the U.S. is overweight. Southfield, true. Where, where is this meeting idea? I don't. Ah, I hate school. 
Yeah, that's why I don't go to it. <laughs> is there a... What is this a mini ID? Um, but he was talking about somatotypes. Um, and I thought that was really interesting because uh, I always had thought that um, somatotypes were bullshit. And he was saying, no, they're, they're important. They, they're, they mean something. But it doesn't change how you how you train. You might be more ectomorph, you might be more mesomorph, you might be the other one, I don't even know. That's just going to affect, that's your genetics, that's going to affect how you gain Wait, weight. Wait, he, he talks about somatotypes? Yeah. What the fuck, somatotypes are bullshit. No, he said they're, they're, they're not bullshit, they're real numbers. But ultimately, it doesn't matter what somatotype you are. Because you're going to train and eat the exact same way, no matter if you're ectomorph, mesomorph, or endomorph. It's just your rate of gain is going to be different. If you're an ectomorph, I think that's a skinny one. I'm more ectomorphish. Like it's gonna be harder. You're a hard gainer. It's gonna be harder for you to gain muscle, but it doesn't matter because you're gonna. It doesn't matter. I love how he says that too. Yeah. He always does the rock. It doesn't matter because you're gonna eat and train the same as an ectomorph or a mesomorph and an endomorph. I don't know. Uh, when I hear body types. I don't believe that shit. He. I mean, he made one video about it. He's not like preaching it. Like it doesn't. He doesn't. It doesn't matter to him. He's just saying, like, somehow types are real. But it, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. And it's also a spectrum of like, you're not just one or the other or the other. There's a range of like one through ten. And he was kind of breaking down his because he got a test. But he, at the end of it, he was like, smile types are real, but it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect how you train. So it doesn't even matter. To, it doesn't, you shouldn't even worry about it. It doesn't, even, it, it doesn't, it, like I said, it doesn't matter. Shafiel? I get what he's saying about like, like there, yes, you can say like these people are all built the same, and so you can put this name on, call them endomorphs, whatever. But the training principles, training principles are still the same regardless. So like in that sense, like you don't train tailored to your somatotypes. So like when people push that somatotype stuff, like oh you need to work out like this because you're this type of body type, like that's just bullshit. It's are you overweight? All right, you need to eat. You need to you know be in a caloric deficit. If you need to gain weight, I mean you need to be in a caloric surplus. Like I'm still like I'm still having a hard time getting around that one. But I don't know what's that. That's the that's what that's what I say. Alright, let's just so Are you just gonna do a lecture? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sit here and watch. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see if there's any oddies. Emily sit here and watch this lecture. Yeah, she won't. But anyways. <laughs> um let me try muted. I'm muted, right? <laughs> said Emily have I had you in a class before okay fucking professor calls up the hot hopefully they don't say my name um anyways dude what were we talking about dude Greg Dusat just got my whole life fucked up right now not fucked up but like in a good way I'm kinda hot I'm gonna take the sweatshirt off <laughs> um I just he's just so honest and open and he's like the proof is in the pudding he's shredded He's shredded all the time, and he's big, and he's, like, muscular, and he, you know, he has world records in powerlifting. He's done triathlons, like, yeah, you know? And I, I like, that's good. Like, and he, need... he, like, he calls out dietitians. He's like, your average dietitian is obese. He's right. Yeah, I mean, you need to walk like, the walk, that's no doubt, but I also, like, like, I like to have, like, some, like, science behind, like, he's super scientific. He's a master's, he has a master's yeah. in kinesiology. Yes, he does. He has, he checks every single box, and he's super honest. Like, I just really enjoy what he says. And I, I, I believe it. I, I, it's a lot of stuff I've learned in school, which I maybe like 
um, kind of put to the wayside and forgotten about and or like these are beliefs I believe in, you know, this, that, and the other. There's lots of different things that are going on. But um you know, I just fuck with him, you know? Yeah, I think he's cool too. That's why I like I watch his stuff. He's super passionate, like he made yeah. me really question like like what I was doing. I was like, this I'm like he's so like into this and he's like forty five or something. Like he's been doing it forever. Yeah. And like I feel kind of shitty because I'm getting burnt out and like I'm like you know, I'm 23, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he, he just comes at it with so much passion, like, and he's just, he's just very true, true to himself and honest and he just, he calls people morons. He's like, I'm right. You're fucking wrong. Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you got, you watched that trilogy of videos of him, um, attacking basically that, uh, that, uh, that dietitian that called her, called him out. It was Abby Sharp. No, I didn't watch that. No. Yeah, I mean, he just he just he just says it how it is. Like most dietitians are obese. I remember when I was doing the super kids at um at the Y, you they would have intern type people come in and teach class. Basically, people that are learning to become a registered dietitian, and a couple of them were fat. I was just like, "You're why are you lecturing about food?" And I'm I have a better body than you. Yeah, I mean, that's what bothered me about the YMCA. You can say the same thing about, like, a lot of the employees there. Like, we're, same. We're, like, a community center gym, like, on fitness for the family. Same all. idea. Yeah, and it's, like, they're all overweight. It's, like... So, what? it's just... Oh, man. It's just, um... It's crazy. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, I like when people's lifestyle aligns with what they're saying, or, like, they, they at least try to, you know? But, like, when they're just, like, out there just collecting a paycheck, or just, you know... That, that yeah, that annoys me. So, I, I, I like his, like, uh enthusiasm and I like his how he's not politically correct and he just like, he's not yeah. afraid of defending people he's just like well here's what the facts lie you know absolutely and I think he gives like good information um and I also think he's he somewhat plays like a character for the sake of yeah YouTube you know? yeah 100% because like when so. he when he does videos with his girlfriend or whatever he's like super chill mm-hmm. and like you know like yeah. he isn't screaming you know the whole time but like he definitely plays a character yeah and I think he goes after like Jeff Nippard and um Mike is like I think it gives it balance, but I think he also goes after them to make controversy to for also the sake of like sensationalism and also like it's, I mean it's kind of good for both parties you know because like, sure. just because then they get together and they they argue and whatnot and they hash out ideas, um, so yeah I think it's it's good that he challenges like the real like you know scientific types of the ones who like uh, or Jeff Nippert or whatnot because like, it provides balance to you know like oh am I really training hard or am I just like you know. You know, whatever. But I think it's, you know, train harder than last time. Like, it's good advice for everyone. Very good advice. Um, we don't have this. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I don't know. It just depends on, like, your, what level you're at. Well, yeah, really. I sent you the animal cookbook. Take a look. Did you get the email I forwarded it to? Oh, yeah. Probably and then, um, you know, I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the anabolic French toast. I, I'm just shocked that, um, that anabolic French toast, you think, like, oh, that's some bullshit food. Like, I'm shocked that that food has significantly less fat and a little bit more protein than what I'm eating currently. And it looks and it's way less volume of food. It's two pieces of bread, which right now I'm basically eating two pieces of bread and then three pieces of bacon and then two eggs and also orange juice. You know, so um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm just thinking if like that'd be like a, I'd have to eat some more, like, obviously more with it. For like to get enough, I need the calories in there. I need calorie dense foods. You know, so that was two seventy. Put some other stuff with it. 
Because like yeah. I'm kind of having like my breakfast is now kind of like two breakfasts, like a shake and then like some other type of food. You know. I'm just gonna slowly start adding the stuff in, and then slowly kind of bring down my total calorie intake. Probably bump up my protein intake, and just see how my body reacts. I yeah. think um I think I'll maybe go down a little bit of weight, and I'm actually like which is completely contradicted what I said two weeks ago. I'm trying to go up in body weight, but ultimately I think muscle building takes time. Like he said, he was. You know, a natural natural bodybuilder. That's like what he did pretty much year round, and he was gaining like four or five pounds of muscle a year, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. But he was also doing triathlons and stuff at that time, which I'm doing currently. Yeah. And then he stopped doing that because he's like, ultimately, this really hard cardio, it's breaking down my muscle, and I can't really optimize my my muscle building. Mm-hmm. Which right now, I don't care that much about body. I don't care at all about bodybuilding. I'm really just trying to I lift to look good, and then also keep my body strong. And currently, like, what I'm really passionate about is just doing triathlons. So, um, yeah. Well, it's also, like, I guess in my, my own perspective, it's different for me since I actually need the body weight. And, like, the fat, I wouldn't mind the fat just because, like, I was pretty lean. And I could, I could benefit from having a little bit so, higher fat. So, you know, like, yeah, too. I think, like, just adding, like, maybe fish in more, some healthy fats. Like, fish, he said, talks about avocado, um, olive oil, these things. Like, he talks about them. Um, but if you want to get, like, lean, lean... Those are just extra calories I just don't really need. Yeah, well, I'm not concerned about being lean. I just need the, like the actual body mass itself. Because I think I'm gonna try and get. I'm already pretty lean. I, I would like to do a body fat test and see where I'm at. I feel like I'm maybe like 14 or so, maybe like 15, 14, 15. I don't really know, but I would like to kind of maybe like do like legit follow this anabolic cookbook for a good while, and then see if I can get a single digits and see what I look like. I, I don't know. That'd be interesting. I'm also interested to know what I'm at now too, just because I was like at that <clears throat> pretty low for a while, and now I'm I'm kind of generally around 165 now. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely put on I think a, a little bit of body fat with it, just because like my my abs aren't as defined as before, and I was just super yeah. lean. But I'm actually like I'm welcoming that. So yeah, I think the same thing as well. Just yeah. get one of those. I guess the bioelectrical impedance. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have one of those um like full body bilateral penis ones that um what's the protein shop off of Bellflower? Nutrishop? Yeah, I think I'll just go through that one. I, I know those aren't the most accurate, but like honestly, I feel like that's the most accurate um test I'm gonna get right now. You know, yeah, there's yeah. no way I'm gonna do any hydrostatic weighing or. <laughs> Or yeah. um, Dexo scan, unless I yeah. offer to do a a, a thing at, at at Long Beach State, which pro- I'm not gonna fucking do. Like fuck them, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the Gregory set. It'll probably come up because I have more in my notes. Actually, for sure, well, because the current events. But um, you have any more to say on that specifically right now? Don't. All right. How long have we been? Did, did someone comment that? We've been going forty-seven minutes. Jesus Christ. Well, I was looking at the comment section of the lecture. I am. did not expect to see you here. Who the fuck is that? James McCrafty. Which guy is that? I don't know. Let's see. There's multiple pages there. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of fuckers. Yeah. It's a GE Fox, basically. Go back to that other page. No. It's probably not. No. It's probably not even that. That one just stay there. Oh. Right here. That guy. <laughs> all right so um we'll get into some things going on That's just um, yeah so uh 
well, first I want to go over like stuff kind of not fitness related, like like working out, but kind of fitness related, and then we'll get into current events. I made some kettlebell kid merch. You said it was looking pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I don't really have much of a following right now, um, and that's you know the best way to sell merch. But I think I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna send it, and then just whoever's interested, I'll buy them. And then I think I'll make some more of these and put them on my website, and then also put the kettlebell kid stuff on my website. And just you know, it's gonna take. It's gonna be be long and just slow, but whatever. <laughs> um, and just you know, do that. But um, I was pretty impressed that I could make that. I, even though I based on the Mastercard thing, you know, so I yeah, can get a temp- template yeah. to do. But like that seems to be the thing nowadays. People like to take big pre-existing. Yeah, yeah kind of uh, like the template. Fuck. <laughs> I finally figured this out. You thought wrong. Sorry. Um. Is that kind of seems like the thing nowadays? Is people like to, uh, you know, take well-established brands and like kind of elements of their logo and incorporate it into theirs. And so was, I was actually looking up logos just to do that in particular, and I saw the Mastercard, and I was like, oh, this look like kettlebell. You just add a thing in there and you do the kettlebell kid. I was yeah. like, I thought it was pretty cool. Like I don't know. So I think I'm just gonna go through with that. And, See how that goes, but um, just gotta just bring that up. Nice. So anyone watching out there, if you're interested in some kettlebell kid merch, and some merchandise, let me know, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably send that soon. Um, what's next? <clears throat> oh, so I this is a funny uh, thing that happened to me. I was working out, or I was training a client like about a week ago. He's an older guy, um, a a, a dad to one of my friends, and. Uh, this was, I was telling him like, oh yeah, I'm training for a triathlon. That's in the future right now. I'm just trying to bulk. This was before I kind of got into juice that stuff. And, um, he was like, oh, this is what you got to do. Um, like with lifting weights. Meanwhile, I'm training him, you know, for exercise. And he's trying to tell me how to work out. <laughs> and, um, he was like, oh, you got to lift real heavy. You got to, you got to do, you know, really heavy weights and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay, so, like, what kind of, like, rep range? What should you shoot for? He's like, oh, like, like five max. Like, that's what you got to do and, and go really heavy. And I forget all the other shit he was saying. But, <clears throat> like, he's an older guy. So he can't, grew up like, the Arnold, like, mm-hmm. you know, old school kind of way of lifting. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, I was about to say, like, oh, what about, like, metabolic stress and that kind of thing. I was, like, <laughs> but then I was, like, he's not going to fucking know what that means. <laughs> But, you know, he's he's kind of, he's half right. Because we know, like, meta, mechanical tension is important. I think that's a little bit higher or low of a rep range. But, you know, two two most important things for muscle growth is mechanical tension and uh, metabolic stress. But he's like, yeah, that's all you got to do. And, you know, just eat peanut butter, this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Good advice, man. That's some real old school shit. Yeah. It's kind of funny, though, because remember, like, the, the real... Um, Kind of like in the NASA and textbooks, like you get the strength one to five, hypertrophy six to twelve, endurance blah blah. blah like yeah, that. that's some bullshit. Yeah, but like, cause you can tr- get the, you can get like strength and hypertrophy really almost like at, at almost at all rep ranges. It's just like the the stimulus like in fatigue at like at five and lower. It's like it's good stimulus stimulus, but it's also like high fatigue. Yeah. Whereas like systemic fatigue, whereas like you know the six to twelve, like it's not necessarily as systemically fatiguing yeah you know so it's kind of it's kind of interesting that he's like oh just just heavy you know like that's almost like 
like you can get the results, but like it's gonna be a lot of like neurological training. Yeah, and mostly it's gonna be neuromuscular yeah. Um, yeah. adaptations. Yeah, neuromuscular is what I meant. But yeah, yeah, like so, it's like which he wasn't he wasn't even exactly all the way half right because it's like you can see some, yeah you can see some skinny guys who are sh- strong as fuck. Because, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. You know, most most powerlifters, like any any like non heavyweight powerlifter, they're gonna be smaller than you expect yeah. a normal powerlifter yeah. look like. But they're also really really strong. Yeah. Why is that? Well, they're the neuromuscular adaptations. Their muscles can contract and fire like so strong. And their central nervous system and their bone d- density, all these different things. Those are the adaptations you're gonna get from lifting like five reps and lower. It's not bu- like building physical muscle really mm-hmm. you know it, and, but but that's just like that's what people think training is mm-hmm. it's interesting it's kind of interesting too where like uh where time time under tension fits back into that as well because that's part of the reason why like those five and below like they're not as like hypertrophic as like the, the other yeah. rep ranges just no. because there's not enough time under tension yeah no time under tension and some people like a lot of like, gym bros and whatnot like they like their time under tension like the way they do it is just like oh just lift really slowly you know, like they just say mm-hmm. like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, it's like, well, no, like that's not exactly. It's like the length of the working set and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it, not you like deliberately slowing it down per se. Yeah. I mean, not to say that you can't do like pause work and whatnot too. Just to, yeah, those are different things. Yeah, those are different sure. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just fun, crazy how much like, like they're, they're, the research and like the, the stuff that really works and all like this bro science and all like this old school methods. Some of them they do work and some of them don't. It's just like there's a lot to dig through. There's, there's like a lot to dig to 100% and how like some theories are true but like not the way you think they are yeah, or kind of like time and attention for an example you know mm-hmm. yep so I thought that was an interesting little interaction there um oh yeah so the the, the, the point we brought up earlier is that Greg Doucette he's a master in kinesiology and he says he's a kinesiologist which I think is super interesting like yeah, we, I'm we, gonna start saying that just because I want to sound smart. Yeah, you, I mean you're you're graduated. You, you yeah. can say that. I'm technically I still gotta finish out this yeah. semester, but I think I might still just start saying that. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm close enough. Yeah. Um, but we talk about it like we're so much more educated than the average uh, trainer, like yeah. like you said earlier, your average 24 hour fitness gym bro trainer. Yeah, we don't even need to name names about the why, but even then some of the trainers at the why, you know, almost all of them. Yeah. I mean, except Ryan, yeah, definitely, and Eric, yeah, and Lauren, yeah, those are the educated ones there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and even Eric, sometimes he'd say some weird stuff. No shit on yeah. Eric, but like I like Eric. But yeah, like, I mean, sometimes, shit, sometimes I even say stuff that I just yeah, you, you know, know, just sometimes, just because like there is so much shit in the yeah, thing. yeah, like it it's takes hard all, to remember everything. Yeah, and there's a lot that like they're yeah, it's it's hard to get all your sources straight. So yeah. I don't even I don't even fault him for that. Yeah, definitely. he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I know he does. So, um, you know, all the older trainer there, trainers there, they don't have an educational background in kinesiology. So I think it's really interesting that he says that. And like, he's like, I don't give a fuck about a registered dietitian, a doctor and giving out diets. And this is, this is what I know. And I know it better than all of them. <laughs> and you can fucking suck it. Like, just listen to me. Look at, look at what I look like. Look at all the experience I have in training people. So, yeah, I think that's really... Well, like, that's... A, you can get away with that as long as you are educated because, like, on the other hand, like, there's, like, the, the instant influencers who just say, like, I mean, look at me. Like, just do what I say. And, like, they're programming. But, they don't actually know. But, shit. yeah, he has both. He, he has yeah. an education background and he looks the part. And he lives... Yeah, he, he, walks, you, he walks how he talks. Right? Yeah. I don't say, you know? Yeah, exactly. Those those people, they don't have any educational background. And he'll call those people up. He, like, the thing he says spews for views, like, 
it's very accurate. Like people just Google some shit that they think they know about, and then spew yeah spew, spew some bullshit to get views. Like they don't. It's it's so deep. It's it's it takes years to learn that shit. Like we're just scratching the surface. And like mm-hmm. you, you mean we know like. Like, if I had to explain the Krebs cycle right now, I, I don't think I could really do it, you know? I could. I'd have to, <laughs> I, no, I could. You know, you I, I, I know what it does, but, like, to, to explain the the inner workings of the Krebs cycle, like, uh, you know, I, I learned that. But, um, anyways, there's levels to it. And an average trainer doesn't know diddly shit about the Krebs cycle. I've never heard of it. That's Never even heard. I've of heard of it. For me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I could learn it again if I just got back into that physiology. Yeah, whatever. it would take like yeah. five minutes. Like, oh yeah, this does that. This yeah. and that, and, you know. But um, but as far as like that's the part that's not necessarily pr- as practical for me. Like in say like a like for like bodybuilders or something. Like, if you're talking about like sport performance or something, like maybe it's better. Like that's where you need to really be on top of your physiology. Yeah. But, or like just like for most people in the weight room, like that physiology isn't as important. I mean, important. it's important to know, like, the rest times and how that relates to, like, your your, your work sets and whatnot, too. Like, that part's important and, and why you're having those rest times. Maybe work to rest ratios, although it's not quite as important as when you're doing some, like, other work. Mm-hmm. Like, make sure you have enough time for your, like, your ATP, ATP levels to replenish and whatnot, too. Yeah. But you don't need to know all that. It's just you need to know enough to get you by. Yeah, I mean, I explained, I, you know, this is a real-life example. I've been training my dad. I gave him some free sessions for Christmas, and now he's actually paying me to train him because he's been liking it. His, uh, we've been working on some rotational power. He's getting his drive up there. He's hitting it harder out in the course. So, so what type of exercises are you doing so for golf, right? So Yeah, so I'm doing, like, rotational power. So I'm doing, like, um, a lot of medicine ball work, like rotational slam balls, rotational mm-hmm. shovel pass, rotational chest pass. Um, on the TRX, I'll do like power pulls. I don't know if you're familiar with those, like a rotational power pull. Like, like grab with one hand, you reach down to the ground, you rotate and pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just some regular power work, like snatches, um, just snatches really. He has bad knees, so it's like, um, I don't want to do like jumps and stuff like yeah. that, which normally I would do for power development is jumps, you know, work on more of that speed, speed power. Um, uh, real quick, kind of on that same note for like say like sport performance or golf in particular, like that's all, another reason why it's important to have like an education or not just like like th- like not just come up with things like oh I think this would work like this like because you know like say some people think like, oh I need to hit the ball like I want to hit the ball further like more of my drive so like they're like oh I'll put something like a stick or I'll get some weight on it and just hit, do my golf swing or something like that yeah, you know and it's because like your swing is such like a fine tuned like like a fine-tuned movement that like when you put weight on it like it completely changes the movement yeah and it's only going to mess up like your actual swings like that's why you need to do like like the different movement gross patterns. gross motor skills mm-hmm. like develop the pattern not the movement yeah like that's the seven functional patterns you know that's what that's what they're for so yeah that's what i've been doing is really just focus on those seven um i'll do the, the rotational power and i'll do some like just sagittal plane uh, power exercises because they do out. translate you know we do need to do like the specific yeah. like the actual rotational yeah, yeah. So. so i'll do a little bit of both but predominantly the rotational and then you know just the movement patterns working on muscular endurance um you know so squat hip hinge i can't do lunges with him because he got fucked up knees he's got um uh meniscus and all kinds of bullshit going on so i just stick to squats uh for like quads glutes and then push pull and then um carries and rotation mm-hmm. and um and then occasionally i'll throw some cardio in at the end like little circuits his cardio is complete dog shit no offense to that but you know he's he he's you know he's very overweight hasn't worked out in a long time bad knees 
he's, you know, yeah. it doesn't take a lot for him to get work in cardiovascular. Yeah. So I'll just do little circuits, like one to two, work interval, work to rest interval. That's it. And do some, do some static stretching at the end. So um, gets the job done. And it yeah. Works, you know? no, nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, really, the only unique thing to him, I'd say, is rotational power, because that's one of his goals: is to mm-hmm. strengthen his golf swing. Other than that, it's just losing weight and getting better cardio. Yeah. That's ninety percent people. Um. So yeah, that's it there. How do you get on my tangent? From uh, that. That's a good question. Oh yeah, I said I was working with my dad. Why did I say that? What's your I, name? I have no, I have no idea. Yeah, I like him. I do too. I'm Jerry. I listen to some of his own per, like personal podcasts. So. I should, I should, because I always like him on the Jerry. But um, did, yes. real quick, did you listen to that that guy who got abducted? No, it was, it was, it was last week. It was pretty good. Which one? What was his name? Uh, Travis something. Travis something. Walton maybe. He's like the one, like the most, fa- like one of the two big famous abduction stories happened like 1975. Really? But it was really interesting. Like, I believe it. It was really interesting. Who did he get abducted by? Aliens. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay, I gotta listen to that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, okay. It's pretty. It's two hours, but it's like pretty like good. Okay. You have to let, I, you know, I, set the sp- set the scene in like the first fifteen minutes, and then it, it kind of gets. In I thought you get like up to like people. I no. was like I was like, what? There's only two. No. It was, uh, it was didn't good. connect to the aliens, but um, yeah, I was, we were just talking about like kinesiology and just saying we're kinesiologists. Um, I, I have no fucking clue why. But but yeah, and then to get back on that train of thought, um. Yeah, it means more because we have more education than the average trainer. Yeah, whenever someone starts to ask what I'm what I do nowadays, I'm just gonna say I'm a kinesiologist. Yeah, it's just the fact that I don't have any practice. I mean, I have very minimal practice to go with that. You know, who gives a fuck? I'm they're not, they're not gonna it, question yeah. it. Oh, well, I'm a kinesiologist. Yeah, well, most people don't know what kinesiology. I know. Is. There was a guy who asked me at the pool, and I was somebody's like, he's a Navy guy, like older guy, retired, whatnot. He's like, oh, like what do you like, what do you study? Like, oh, kinesiology. Like, oh, kinesiology. That's like one of the newer things, you know. Yeah. Like you kind of had like an idea, but I was like, what exactly is that? It's like, oh, the study of human movement. Most most people... Yeah, most people think of oh, kinesiology, they should immediately connect it to um, physical therapy. Mm-hmm. This is what I get a lot. Or they don't know it all. So I'm just going to start some kinesiology. Fuck it. Um, but, you know, we, we, it gives you a license to talk about a lot more things. Because as a trainer, you can't really speak legally on diet stuff that much because mm-hmm. you're not educating it but we are we took a whole fucking class on it like so there's that and you know um like group exercise um you can speak on that more actually i have my certification now so you know but say you're not but we did a whole class on it biomechanics most trainers don't really know biomechanics all that well we talk about moment arms and different leverages mm-hmm. and like the average trainer again to go back to this like they couldn't tell you the different torques on your hips and your knees from a high bar to a low bar, they have no fucking clue. Yeah. Um, you know, that's stuff we can explain. And it's, it's important. And then exercise physiology, like we said earlier. Yeah. So, and we've taken classes, pre-in-depth classes on all these different concepts. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate him saying that, and I'm going to start saying it, even though I'm not a master's degree like him. <laughs> yeah, um, still, still technically, right? One day, maybe, I might, I don't know. You know, and like... You know, um, coming right your dietitian, like he just like shits all over him, and I, like I think I talked about it with you. I was considering maybe going back and getting my dietetics, but I'm like, wait, if he's if he's a kinesiologist and he's even just talking about these things, and 
and look the part. If I just look the part and follow these things that I believe in and I, and I, I know, and I just get the same kind of educational background as him. Well, I mean, you, you I get, think you just have to, the only thing you have to do is you just have to do the song and dance part where you're saying, like, I can't give you a meal plan, and I'm not saying you can do exactly this, but these are the principles that you, that you, to follow. These are yeah. principles, guidelines. You know, like, I'm not going to write your meal plan. What are you allergic to? I'm not, I don't know what you're allergic to. But he writes meal plans. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, know. Have you ever looked at his website? I haven't. So, it's like, so, so then could he technically get sued for that? I think he's, like, I haven't paid for it, so I don't know. I was almost considering doing it, honestly. It's $1,500, though. But here, I'll get to that point in a second. But his training, it's like a one-time thing. Um, you pay fifteen hundred. He has one fifteen hundred for training, one fifteen hundred for uh, diet, mm-hmm. diet plan, and then one fifteen hundred for supplements. <laughs> so he has that, and then he has he has two two because you know he knows his shit. Yeah. Um, and then he knows two. Uh, he has like the two double option like training and supplements, and that's like. 2000 I think and then training and diet that's 2000 and you get all three 2500 I was like that's a very interesting way of doing it it's just a one time you just follow this questionnaire you give him all the stuff and then he gives it to you and you follow it but I mean how, so how much is it that is it one and done like yeah he, he, and well I mean I'm assuming when they have questions and whatnot they'll, they'll reach they'll reach out to him and he'll pro- problem solve for him to get you through certain situations but this is the this is the plan. Just follow us to a T and and, and do it. I wish, I wish I could charge people that type of stuff. Well, I think I'm gonna do that. Not pay that charge that much, but I think I'm gonna do a uh, a plan. I don't know how much I'll charge. Whatever, who gives a fuck? Uh, for I don't know supplements. Obviously, I don't take those. And by supplements, we mean steroids, people. If you haven't <laughs> caught the trip, so I don't I don't know that type of stuff. But I I 100% can do um, a training plan. And then diet plan. I just say I'm a kinesiologist. I have an educational background in this. And I, I'm to answer your question is I think he probably says advise your doctor this that and the other to keep himself legally mm-hmm. liable, not liable. Disclaimer or something. Yeah. Or um, but it's still better knowledge because um, the bullshit trainers out there that give out diet plans they do the same thing but they don't. Their their shit's not good. You know, like this is obviously he's trained for sixty something bodybuilding shows. So he obviously knows about fat loss and and physique and whatnot. So I don't have that that breadth of knowledge as he does. So obviously I would never charge that much. But it's a very interesting way of doing it. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna pursue that a little bit further because, like I said, I'm trying to get more into the um, the online stuff. You know, I put my program up there, and he has he has like I think like two different training programs. He has the anabolic cookbook, then he has the anabolic cookbook 2.0. Um, and yeah, I think he put disclaimers in there, like, I'm not a this, that, or the other. And you're, I think you're good. Yeah. He has an educational background. I, I believe him, what he, what he says. So anyways, yeah. Uh, that's it there. Okay, how about we go to current events? Do you have anything else to speak about? No, it's no. good, yeah. How, how much more time do you think we have? We're only like an hour seven. Uh, to you. We'll just do a couple. We'll do a couple of current events. Um, we'll do the Shaw one, and then we'll do the um, health secretary. Have you seen health secretary? That was just history. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's um, <laughs> so first, we'll talk about. So we'll just do co- two current events. Um, so Brian Shaw, uh, three time or four time world strongest man, he's trying to do a recomp. 
of his of, of his body and basically just kind of lose a lot of fat but retain his strength because he's you know a strong man and he 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 eats 5513 calories a day and that's a deficit for him that's and that's a huge deficit actually that was like that was like a 2000 calorie deficit or something so that's not even a small deficit um so he's going through his, his I, I watched the video of him just eating this stuff and the whole time he's like i'm starving i'm starving i'm starving um constant eating jeez and then and then i watched greg Doucette, and this was like the first video i watched to get into like all of this shit and greg Doucette is basically you're eating too many high calorie dense foods and you don't feel satiated because you're not eating enough fiber you're just definitely eating enough protein right yeah i mean he's you know mm-hmm. he knows enough about protein but he's not eating enough fiber he's not he's not like he was counting out blueberries like i can only have like this many blueberries like within the cup but then he's eating all these super high calorie dense foods like bison meat, eggs, um, rice, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. He's like, why don't you cut down on those? And eat, eat a shitload more. Eat a shitload of blueberries because those, I mean, you could eat a pound of blueberries and it'll be like maybe 200 calories. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, a pound of blueberries. Yeah, still, still the point. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get a lot of fiber from that and um, you're going to feel more satiated is essentially what he was saying. And then he was like, if you just started this diet and you're already feeling starving, what happens when you drop 30 pounds? What happens when you drop 40 pounds, 50 pounds? It's only going to get worse because you're going to just have to keep calorie restricting to keep losing weight because your, your body mass is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just going to get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And that's the problem with people that diet. They don't change what they eat. They just change the amounts. They eat the same foods, but then try and eat less. Yeah. And... You're gonna drop the calories, but then you're not gonna feel as full. So then you're gonna feel hungry, you're gonna feel uncomfortable, and then you binge eat. Yep. And that's basically the whole point he was trying to make. Um, what do you have to say about that? What do you think? Well, to like, uh, I mean, once again, my kind of philosophy um, or idea when it comes to this well, it comes from like Renaissance periodization. And that's why like, the importance of like a a slow cut, like like not not eating a at a yeah. two thousand calorie deficit. He recommended that too. Slow, and then also so that way, like you can like manage like the, the hunger stress, you know, like your your appetite. That way, it's not so like maddening. Um, and there's also like small little like so one, so it's not so big, so you can manage it. And then also like there's small tricks you can do as far as like strategically using caffeine or like the whole like drink of water or like the whole like more fiber like the fruits and vegetables whatnot. And then doing it in phases, like not trying to go like. Lose your hundred pounds, say a hundred. You're trying to lose hundred pounds. Not try to go from that one hundred down to like so from zero to one hundred and lose all that and go, but go and like tw- lose twenty five pounds and then maintenance for like for a month and then twenty five pounds maintenance in a month because then it allows you to like yeah. give yourself a psychological break and also like allow you to return to homeostasis and like get used to your new body. Yeah, I I, I, I doubt you could literally go like drop a hundred pounds and like without overeating or like rebounding like. Like that's some serious like well there's gonna be fluctuations yeah you know? so like um so it's much more like it's, it's smaller but it's like a lot like easier to uh it's more reliable draw out the, the cut yeah exactly so going on cuts and then taking going on maintenance and going on your cut it, it breaks it up easier yeah it breaks it up and it makes it more manageable i think yeah 100% uh, that's what um what well, see that's another reason why um Greg said i think recommends um, staying at maintenance so you don't have to gain all that extra fat and then have to do a ton of cardio and diet really hard to get back down to where you want to be. Um, 
Yeah. But we've already been over that. That's yeah. beside the point. Um, he's in a little bit different situation because obviously he's an elite level athlete, very big, but he's 400 pounds. That's not healthy, you know? It's just like, even if you're eating healthy foods and whatnot, all that muscle and that weight, it's so hard in your heart and it's just like, you can't sustain that for very long. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, I thought that was an interesting response. And like I said, that was my kind of intake into the Shit. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, All right, this will be the last one because we're already kind of going a little long. Uh, is the yeah, the new house secretary, Rachel Levine. Yeah, have you watched Tim Dillon's video yeah, on it? I, oh my god, <laughs> fucking he's so funny. Yeah, he it's insane funny. how funny he is. He's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, do you listen to his podcast at all? Uh, maybe a clip here and there, but not like regularly I, at all. I listened to his last one and um, he posted a picture on his Instagram. He said, like cum pig or something on it it was like for a skit you know like mm -hmm. he's just he's a crazy dude he's, he's a jokester yeah he's funny and um i guess his aunts um commented on it and it was like oh you're you're disrespecting your grandpa this that, and the other <laughs> <laughs> on his public instagram didn't text him or anything and he just ripped her for like a half an hour honest to god <laughs> on, for a half an hour on his podcast just just <laughs> connor a fucking druggy, like a fake, um, a fake, um, I guess she's a attorney, a fake attorney, uh, you know, just a disgrace to the family, this, that, and the other. I was like, holy shit. But anyways, that's beside the Okay, point. not to say that, uh, Let me check like, this. not to say that he did it, but like people like would say like, like I'm sure people in the past have been like, hey, like do this, so, like we have some outrage, you know? So like, do like, what? Like, do that skit? No, like, like he, like, I'm not saying he did, but like other people would like say like, like confide in like their family like hey like let's start some like internal problems so i can have something to go off with like, oh like something like the kardashians sure. would do you know no i think he just but like i don't think he's doing no, that but like no. say like because he's talked shit on his other yeah. family members before but no he is fucking hilarious for half an hour it was insane he just kept going i was yeah. like and it was all funny like it wasn't like oh i can't watch this anymore it yeah was like drawing it out but um, no that, that new health chick dude whatever is fucking cheese I, I made a youtube video about it because i was like I've been struggling with YouTube content because I was like, I just don't know what to make. I'm not super passionate about. When I saw that, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> this person's not healthy. No. Obviously not healthy. Physically or mentally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't speak on mentally. I don't know her. Yeah. You, you could say that. I don't know yeah, her mentally. I'll, but I'll she, phys she physically looks not healthy at all. I mean, have you seen her neck? When you get your, your neck gets fat like that, like you're a frog about to croak. <laughs> It's not good, like... Well, I don't know if you know, she was also getting in trouble for, like, putting people... I think it was her, like, putting people in nursing homes or some shit. Yeah, I heard While, about while that. she pulled out her own fucking family member. I, I heard about that. Yeah. So, you know, that's not great. But, um, <laughs> just when you're the health secretary, look healthy. That's all I ask. That's all I fucking ask. Yeah, I'm not it's surprised. Just, and, but it's, it's, it's not surprising because, like we talked about earlier, two-thirds of the United States overweight Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I guess an accurate representation of the, of the U.S., but it's just like, you, you, you obviously don't work out, you obviously don't know not anything about nutrition, so how are you going to demonstrate uh, health? Like, it's just, it's not a good look. Incompetence promotes incompetence. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many people, advocates for health that could do a better job than that. Just the people that we know 
that I follow. Greg Doucette or Dr. Mike could do better than that. I, yeah. In my video, <laughs> I said both of them. I said, uh, uh, I said Jeff Cavalier. <laughs> yeah. I said Ben Greenfield. You know yeah. Ben Greenfield, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, John, I, I like all the people from On It. So John Wolf, the um, the head fitness instructor Dude, there. Joe Rogan could be a better fucking Secretary he, of Health than her. Yeah, he's super into keto, but like, even if it's like... At least the fact that he's healthy. I mean, I don't know how she, like, I don't, like, she obviously doesn't live it. So I don't no. even know, I don't even know, like, what she, like, what does she say? Wash your hands? Like, what's her big stance? Like, what, what's her big health I, stance? I, I don't know, but she's, she's obviously very well educated. That's the, th- it's so weird, because he's so, she's so well educated. I looked it up. She's, um, she's, um, what is it? She got her fucking doctorate in pediatrics and psychiatrics or something from Penn State. They don't just give out degrees there, you know? So you know the, the, the information, but, like, you're not doing anything with it. You just, the, I don't know. Yeah, it's so like John Wolf, Kyle Kingsbury. He's the director of human optimization at On It. These are just people that I know that I follow that can do this job. There's literally thousands of them who know a lot about human health and yeah. could, could advocate for that and look the part. But you picked that person. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, I just, you know, it's beyond me. It just blows my mind. Um, so yeah, that was, that was it. We've done a, about an hour and 20 or so. Um, uh, any other thoughts to go on here? No, I think we, yeah, we pretty good. This, this is a good one today. Um, hopefully we didn't miss too much with the cutouts of the camera. I'll make some more clips. Um, there was too many cutouts last time. Yeah, but no, so we, we had to make clips. We hashed out a lot of good planks and whatnot. Yeah, so we'll make some clips. We'll put this shit on all the streaming platforms and whatnot. Um, I still need to reach out to Jaden. I fucked up. I haven't done that. <laughs> I saw he went to somewhere in the snow, though, with his, with his lady. Nice. Um, lady! You know what? What's her name? I don't think I ever saw them once, like, talk or anything in class. Uh, Macy. Macy. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw them once, like... Well, I never had class with her, so... I had a few classes with her. Yeah. I never really saw them interact, but um, they seem to be doing well, so that's cool. We still need to get Jaden on. I need to contact them. Yep. Um, that's it. This has been the Performance Academy Podcast with Zach, Rowe, and... Josh. Doses. Doses.